Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with my good friend, Zan Tyler. And I am so glad that you are with us again today. We're talking about Noah and we're talking about how God used him to do something massive. And God is using us as homeschool moms to do something massive, to, to really impact his kingdom. And we're doing it day by day, building this ark plank by plank. And Zan is here to just bring some great encouragement for us. Before we get back into our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com and try them out for free. ctcmath.com. Zan, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Talk podcast. I'm glad to have you back with me again today. And I'm I'm loving this conversation. Um, It's so encouraging to me. I need this constant reminder that God is using my obedience to homeschool my girls and to disciple their hearts day by day, hour by hour, even when I can't see the big picture. I can't see the big arc and what it's going to look like in the end. But the Lord knows, just as we talked about in episode one on Monday. Um, I want to take a little bit of a, a, a detour because I want to talk about Russia Okay. And I know our listeners are like, Russia? How does <laughs> Russia come into this? <laughs> I want you to tell us about Russia because I know that you spoke at the, it was the Global Home Education Conference. This was in 2018? 2018. Right? That's right. The spring of 2018. Okay, yes. So this was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And tell, tell us about being there because I know God's doing some amazing things in that country. Um, Tell us what he showed you through that journey. Well, it was interesting because this was a global home education conference. So there were many people there from the United States, maybe a dozen, and there were people there from other countries, homeschool leaders, but there were probably a thousand uh, Russian families there who were interested in homeschooling in St. Petersburg and then in Moscow. And it was the most riveting point for me is that um, Father Dimitri, who has now gone to be with the Lord, stood up at one point and he said, I'm an old man. And he was an old man then in his 80s, I'm assuming. And he said, but I am going to spend the rest of my life advocating for homeschooling. And he said, because communism decimated the family and the church and the culture in Russia. And we'll talk in a minute about the things he saw. And he said, from what I can see, homeschooling is that avenue that will allow Russian families to build strong families again. And without strong families, we can't build strong churches. And without strong churches, we can't build a strong Russian culture. So he said, I am advocating for homeschooling until I die. And it was so powerful for me. It was so powerful. I did some reading uh, after I got home to better understand. I mean, I had studied that in school and college, of course, but to realize that 85,000 priests had been killed during the times of Lenin and Stalin and all of, you know, Russian history um, in the 19th century. Uh, 29,000 churches were decimated. Millions of Christians were killed, as well as academicians and artists. And, you know, it. he saw travesty and tragedy and calamity. And it was really interesting because in my reading, I came across a quote by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who said that it's interesting that the hatred of God is the principal driving force 
behind communism and leftist mm. radical politics. It's not politics. It's not economics. It's the hatred of God. It's their central pivot. And, you know, that was so enlightening for me. And so here with homeschooling, we have an opportunity to to build strong families for strong cultures, strong churches and a strong church, a culture. And we need to not be part of that generation that forgot God. Solzhenitsyn also said the main problem with the R- Russian culture is they had forgotten God. And so we mm-hmm. need to remember that we can't forget God. We've got to remember God in the way we educate our children. And, you know, it just goes back again to how we view the family and view our children. We were also went on a tour when we were in Moscow and we saw um, Russian factories and apartments that were dilapidated at this point. But our tour guide was explaining that the families would drop their children off in daycare when it was dark outside and pick them up after dinner most days and they would work in the factories all day long. And so our constitution tells us the child, our Supreme court tells us interpreting the constitution that children are not the mere creature of the state. These kids in Russia were the mere creature of the state. They were there for state purposes. And it was all of this was just so instructive for me and Joe, how we love our children, love our families, stand for our families, families. And it was it was just one of those pivotal mo- points in my life that just reaffirmed everything we had been working for since we started homeschooling in 1984. And it, it goes back to Noah, because once again, God called him to build the ark for the deliverance of his family, his children, just like God is calling us to homeschool as Christian parents to for the salvation, the deliverance of our families and our children. It was interesting because not too long ago, I walked across the field to see one of my neighbors. I walked in Carolyn's house and she's, I was getting ready to say, hey, Carolyn. And she said, Zan Tyler, she said, we are counting on homeschoolers to, to save our country from the mess we're in. And I uh. said, well, hey, to you, Carolyn, too. <laughs> you know, but, but what <laughs> what had that on your mind when I walked in the door? And she just said, you know, homeschoolers have had to make a hard stand for the last three or four decades when the rest of us mm-hmm. were taking it easy. You know how to take a stand. And as homeschoolers, we do need to really take a stand for our family and do the hard work of building that arc plank by plank, day by day, hour by hour, whether we're ridiculed, whether we're accepted, when it's hard work, when it's enjoyable work, we just need to make that stand for our families. Oh, that's such a good reminder. I A couple of nights ago, um, I was talking with one of my daughters. I, I have one daughter who is very strong-willed. And um, so we were just having a great conversation about having this strong will. And I said, I understand your strong will because I have that strong will. I said, and I understand the fight in you to get what you want. To When, when there's something that you so desperately want to have your way, that fight that just rises up inside of you to just say, I am going to do whatever I can to get my way and to have this thing. And, and so it's so sweet because she's, she's, she recognizes that strong will. And I say, here's the thing. God gave you that strong will for a purpose. And the purpose is to impact his kingdom for good and to do good things. And we were talking about um, the 10 boom family 
And I, I, I've often mentioned The Hiding Place uh, by Corey Ten Boom. It's, it is one of my favorite books. Like if I could take two books, you know, if I could only keep two books in the whole world, it would be The Bible and The Hiding Place. I mean, it's that impactful. It has been that impactful to me because the Ten Boom family was a family who, like Noah, like people didn't understand what they were doing and and why they had the the fight and the resolve they had mm-hmm. to do what was mm-hmm. right. But I love mm-hmm. that Casper Ten Boom, who was the father, he led his family so well in fighting for justice and in fighting for mm-hmm. God's people. And he said, I will not compromise. I won't do it no matter what, even if it costs my life. And I said, we need people in this world like that, but they have to be fighting on the right side. And so, you know, while she's upset and saying, you know, I hate the strong will that I have. I said, oh, but it's a gift that God's given you. And I imagine that Noah was probably one of those people who had a strong will. Mm -hmm. And it might've been really, really hard. You know, when he was a kid, his mom probably just wanted to pull her hair on go, Why, (laughs) why is this kid, you know, fighting so hard to get his way? But he had resolve. He knew that God had called him to do something. And he said, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to do this even when no one is understanding. And so as homeschool parents, it's, it's, we have a job to do. And I love that your neighbor said that to you. We, we need to look every homeschool mom and every homeschool dad straight in the eyes, you know, hold their face and just say, you have a job to do because we do. And it's a really, really important job. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. just to teach our kids math. It's to teach our kids Jesus so that they'll go off and impact the world and make disciples of all the nations. It's a huge job, but we have to be willing to stand strong, like you said. Yeah. and uh, do what God's called us to do. And it's hard. It's not for the faint of heart, um, but we can do it with the strength of God. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. Okay, go to the contest. Right, okay, okay, okay. to the contest. To the contest. Yeah, get to it, we're dying. here it is. We are gonna give away five DVDs. Here's all you have to do to enter the contest. Leave a review for the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Go to schoolhouserocked.com slash summer, and it will take you to just a very simple form to fill out. And then from that, from all of our responses that we get, we will choose five winners. So that's it. Schoolhouserocked.com slash summer. Leave a review for the podcast. We would love that. If you would do that, just take a few minutes. It's super, super simple to do. We are back with Zan. Um, so in, in talking about um, just fighting and taking a stand, right? 
how, Zan, do we do that? How do we fight? How do we get that resolve up? How do we, you know, put up our fists um, and fight for what's right? How do we defend our families and do what needs to be done and then pass that on to our kids? You know, um, it's interesting, Yvette, while we were lobbying for a piece of legislation back in the, I guess it was the 90s, and a pastor, a good friend of ours who was a pastor, was lobbying with us too. And at that morning in my daily Bible reading, I had read this passage from 2 Samuel 23, 11 and 12, and I want to read it to you because I really can't tell the story without reading this, and it's so powerful. And it says, this passage is telling of David's mighty men. Next to him was Shaman, son of Ag the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shaman took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. So I asked my friend who was the pastor if I was taking my interpretation of that passage out of context. And I said, you know, I just felt like it was this little lentil field that evidently meant nothing else to anybody in the Israelite army except for Shaman. And he, when everybody else fled when the Philistine troops came, he stood firm. And it doesn't just say in Scripture that God gave Shaman, his lentil field. It says God gave a great victory that day. And I have to believe it was not just a great victory for his family, but for Israel, or I'm not sure it would be notated this way in scripture. And so I think when we stand for our families, if God is calling you to homeschool, when you stand for your family in that way, it's like taking your stand on that little plot of land that you may think has no significance to anybody in the world but your kids. But God is telling us here, when we stand for firm for our families, when we fight for the integrity of our families and the discipleship of our children, and when we, you know, when we nurture them and teach them and do the things we talked about in the last episode, that God not only gives us that little plot of land, which is our family, he, he says he gives a great victory. It's sort of like an exponential victory. We have this little effort, and then God turns it into a much bigger deal um, in terms mm. of impact. And so I just need, I, I just believe we need to homeschool in faith and love and protect our families in faith, knowing that even when we can't see what God is doing, his hand is at work to bring about a great victory. Amen. So let me ask you this, Anne, because you, you started homeschooling back in the 80s. And we'll put links in your, in the show notes to your past episodes, because you tell your whole story about your fight and mm -hmm, your stand mm -hmm. that you and your husband and your family took for, for homeschool freedom. And it's an incredible story. It's, it's actually part of the movie. Zan's in the movie. Did we mention that? <laughs> I don't know if we did. I know we've mentioned it on the other podcast. You were part of the meet the cast lineup on the podcast as well. Um, but Zan is a huge part of the movie. And so she tells her story about what the Lord did through their family. But I want to ask you this in looking not just at your story, but at the homeschool community at large, you have seen 30 years of transition and you've seen 30 years of impact that homeschooling that, and I want to say specifically Christian homeschooling mm -hmm, families, mm -hmm. that Christian homeschooling families have had your, you are 
um, a state leader. You've, I mean, you've just had your hands in so many parts of the homeschool world, not just in South Carolina. How have you seen culture shift as a result of Christian homeschool families fighting for where we are today in homeschooling? You know, I would just have to say that I believe that Christian education is extremely important in the culture war that's going on. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting that here we saw COVID come in and we saw thousands and thousands of people who said they would never homeschool begin homeschooling. And, you know, a lot of these people, we have the infrastructure in the Christian homeschooling community now to take those people in and help them Mm -hmm. homeschool and bless them. The interesting thing, I have to tell you about one of my conversations with a COVID mom who said, Zan, I never intended to homeschool, but the virtual education in our school district was so bad. I decided I would homeschool that year. She said, now let me explain. I lived in a school district I trusted implicitly. My kids were in church every Sunday morning and every Sunday night. And here's what I learned. First of all, as I sat through the virtual education that propelled me into homeschooling, I learned that my trustworthy school district was not so trustworthy. And I could not believe Mm. the things they were teaching my children about life that I did not agree with. The second thing was I've always felt like my nine-year-old daughter was dyslexic. And every time I would bring that up to a teacher, they would say, oh, she's going to grow out of it. And since I was in charge this one year I was going to homeschool, I took her to a specialist. And the specialist said, she is definitely dyslexic. It would have helped if you had brought her in three years ago. And so she said, she said, I learned that lesson. And then she said, the thing that put me over the edge was my 11 year old son, who has been in church every Sunday of his life, looked at me after we had been homeschooling for six months and said, Mom, did you know that God is everywhere? He is in history. He is in math. He is in science. God is everywhere. I didn't know that until we started homeschool. Mm. And so I just, I just, believe that when you homeschool, that was just such a powerful reminder of how education shapes kids. It shapes kids' lives. It shapes the way they think. It shapes the way they think about this country and our founding fathers and the principles of freedom and all of those things. So I think that homeschooling now has such a large number of families that if we all faithfully teach that we are human beings made in God's image and we faithfully teach the principles of freedom um, that were biblical principles that our government was founded on, our founding documents, then it can make a huge, I, I just think that's just a great avenue for revival. I think God can definitely bring revival in through this group of kids. I agree completely. We are out of time. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to finish this conversation with Zan. Um, Zan, thank you so much for being with us again today. I'm so excited to finish this tomorrow. Um, Thank you for just sharing your wisdom with us and uh, just the experience that God has given you through homeschooling your kids and the fight that you had to stand strong. We are so grateful for uh, the courage that the Lord gave you. So again, we'll put links to Zan's um, other episodes in the show notes because you definitely want to go back and listen to those. Thank you guys for listening today. If you are not signed up for a newsletter, please go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com, sign up for a newsletter and we don't send a lot out. 
Uh, but it will just keep you in the loop on what we have going on if we're doing different showings in different places and uh, just how you can be part of the Schoolhouse Rock ministry and all that we have going on. So thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.